WayFM on your Wednesday, and of course that means it's time to welcome Dr. Andrew Corbett into the studios, and it's a weekly Life Matters discussion. Very good morning to you, Andrew. Yes, good morning, Dave. It's great to be here again. Look, I just before we get going, I wanted to say something that was probably remiss of me for not mentioning it last Wednesday, and that is we've got a new Prime Minister, and I know that this has caused a mixture of emotions among people, but on behalf of YFM, we we wish for our Prime Minister a successful term and we encourage people to pray for him, knowing that there are many people who pray regularly for our national leadership anyway, and perhaps with the appointment of our new Prime Minister, the need and perhaps the urgency to pray for him may also be greater. So we we pray that God will help Mr Malcolm Turnbull to govern Australia well as far as it is within his scope to do so. So just I should have mentioned that last week and I didn't. My apologies. Uh, also, there's a, you know a number of things happening around our city. Uh, just want to remind people this weekend, Daylight Savings starts and... It's always uh, an interesting time here in Tasmania. It, I, I think for if, if people are anything like what happens in our household, our kids are getting up earlier anyway and staying up later anyway because of the extra daylight. But just a reminder, it's uh, daylight savings that starts this weekend as well. So you, you, you may think you're missing out on an hour's sleep, but you're probably getting up a bit earlier anyway because of the the extra daylight. And today's discussion is the five traits of a good boss. Uh, just before we, we start on that, I, I, I want to note what what a bad boss is. Okay. And we've, we may have all met a bad boss. If you haven't, you're perhaps very fortunate not to have met a bad boss. But people are human, and sometimes we, we find that... Humanity comes out when someone's made a manager or an employer or the owner of a business. And just because you're a boss doesn't guarantee that you actually know what you're doing. We'll have a talk about the the five traits, so counting down from five to one, of what makes a good boss. But a, a, a bad boss is is somebody who perhaps is untrustworthy, unreliable, doesn't really know what they're doing and certainly doesn't really know how to treat people very well at all. And there's probably all kinds of finer points of description you could put on that, but that's essentially what would constitute a a bad boss. And of course, a, a good boss is not one who, it's one size fits all, that they all have the same kind of personality. We're going to see that the traits of a good boss are not necessarily dependent upon their personality. So you can have people who are gregarious, people perhaps who are a bit shy. One of the things that a really good boss has discovered is that the, the skill set necessary for being a good boss can be acquired, it can be learned. And this is one of the things that separates perhaps good bosses from great bosses. Great bosses really work hard at developing the skills necessary to lead and inspire a team of people. And we we uh, have perhaps met 
a, a really good or great boss. People love working for them. People know them to be firm but fair. And the, the difference that a, a, a good boss can make is increased productivity. So a business can actually depend upon the quality of leadership, the quality of management in its um, structure that will have a direct bearing on its productivity. One of the things that I'm concerned about here in Tasmania is that if we have, if we are going to have any chance of having our economy become uh, what it can be to reach its potential, we are going to have to see a rise in the professionalism of our managers, employers, and those people we generally call the boss. It doesn't matter if you're in public service. doesn't matter if you're in a not-for-profit organization. We all need to do our part. And one of the things that really struck me on the weekend watching uh, the North Melbourne Kangaroos game, I suppose the, the second Tasmanian AFL team, taking on the West Coast Eagles is when they went into the locker rooms at uh, halftime break, they, they showed what was going on during the halftime break where they had just a small army of people, uh, each doing a little bit for the team. And there were people that were uh, getting drinks ready. There were different types of drinks. Each each drink had a player's name to it. So obviously there was you know perhaps slight different... Uh, formulas for each player having their drink and there was also different selections of food there was someone else putting that out just little energy bars and energy food and things like that then there then there were people who were responsible for massaging uh, players Um, then there there were specialist coaches so uh, there were different zone coaches, forward coaches, uh, fullback uh, defensive coaches, and th- th- it was quite impressive to see this in, in both respects, both teams having their armies, their small armies of people involved in doing their part. Now they do that because one of the one of the commentators said everyone's playing their part so that the team can benefit. And as I heard that, I thought, boy, what if in Tasmania we had this attitude that we're actually Team Tasmania, that our part in whatever we do, whether it's serving on a checkout, sweeping a floor, whether it's making executive decisions, whatever it is, we begin to see ourselves as part of Team Tasmania. And this is where the difference that a good boss can make is is directly on productivity. We can get more done, more exported, more sold if we actually lift our game managerial-wise, leadership-wise, employer-wise. The, the other benefit of this, too, is that it increased profits. You know, we, I, we could take the time to see what happens when you've got a bad boss, a bad manager, bad employer, bad leader. It, it, it actually saps the life out of morale in a workplace. It can lead to increased workplace stress people can just be so totally stressed that they begin to take sick days and of course that affects productivity it then affects profitability especially if other staff have to be brought in or consultants have to be brought in or mediators have to be brought in this is all very debilitating to a business's bottom line so if we want to see team tasmania do better 
And the the, the benefits of that, of increasing pro- productivity, increasing profits, it means that more people have the opportunity to have a job. I mean, the, the, I don't know of any business person who would not give one more person a job if it meant they could sell more, get more done, and increase their profit. It's as simple as that. And in order to achieve that, we need really good bosses, really good leadership, good management happening in each facet, as I mentioned, in in what it, whatever it is. Whatever your business is, we we need to see the, the, the total atmosphere in Tasmania lift so that we can have the, the, the kind of future that we want to give to our young people so that they've got a chance of, if they choose to, if they want to, they want to stay in Tasmania, and we hope they do, they can get a job. And the government just um, over the weekend released a plan, something in the order of $10 million, I think they're going to spend on developing a strategy for lifting the population of Tasmania to 650,000 people, which Tasmania could easily support, by the way, but not if we don't get this right. We've got to get this right. We've got to get our leadership, management, uh, entrepreneurial uh, direction in place and right so that we've got our productivity right, our profitability right. And if we can do that, Team Tasmania's got a really good future ahead of us. So I want to count down five to one. We'll come back after this first music break and then we're going to go five to one the five traits of a really good boss thanks andrew of course i like the idea team tasmania hey listen uh you know if you want to keep listening and you're just about to jump out of your car don't worry you can always listen online you can do that anytime from any place it's the World Wide web it's fantastic and we stream all you need to do is go to wayfm.org.au and click on the listen live tab it's as simple as that and of course you could go and check that out at any time wayfm.org.au not only just listen live but heaps of great info there as well. Hey, this is Dolly Parton. This is a tribute to the bosses working nine to five on Way FM. Oh, good old Dolly Parton, nine to five on Way FM. It's Dr. Andrew Corbett in the studio. We're discussing the five traits of a good boss. Yes, and here we go. We've got the five traits of a good boss. We're going to count down five down to number one. And just before we do, just want to welcome a couple of new sponsors to AFM. Toledo Furniture, welcome. Uh, makers of fine furniture. So if you're looking for some really good furniture, have a have a look at Toledo Furniture, our, one of our new station sponsors. We welcome you to the AFM family, supporting us as we support uh, those who are perhaps struggling and doing it tough and, and uh, helping us to give hope to families and people around northern Tasmania. So thank you, Toledo Furniture. Great to have you on board as well. Okay, here's, the, here's number five. This is what, what constitutes the qualities or the traits of a really good boss. Uh, number five is competent. People who work for a boss want to know that the boss actually knows what they're doing. You know, a, a, a boss has to has to really have a, a good grip of what's in what they're asking their employees to do. They've they've got to have a measure of competence about them so that when they instruct someone to do something, it's not it's not a total disconnect. 
someone has said, you know, a, a, a good leader will never ask a follower to do anything that they themselves would not be prepared to do. And in this sense, a really good boss is someone who knows exactly what they're asking of their employees. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they they know exactly how to do it because the, the, the reality is that, that when a boss begins to oversee people with different skills, as that organisation grows, as the business grows, and as the goal is increased productivity, the idea is that the employees will naturally have greater skill at that area than the boss. And that's that's just reasonable. But a good boss will take the time to understand what's involved and will also understand that the role of, of a boss, whether it be leadership, uh, entrepreneurialism, or whether it be uh, management, and we'll, we'll talk about those in a moment, th- those are skills in themselves. And by becoming competent in those areas, you recognize that most of those, most of the skill sets involved in being a manager, a boss, an employer, the owner of a business are actually what we call acquired. You don't, you don't just drop onto planet Earth, both feet on the ground, fully loaded up like something out of the matrix where you haven't had to work for it, study it or acquire the skill. That's not how life works, and a, and a really good boss is going to understand that that there are certain things they've they've got to develop, and this is this comes under the this this general category of competency. We've all met, I think we've all met bosses or managers, employers who really just did not seem to have much clue as to what they were doing, and this is where a a really good boss is someone who inspires their people because they themselves are competent. It was said of Alexander the Great, he was apparently a shortish sort of guy, just over five feet tall. But one of the things about him was that as he conquered the then known world, he would always lead his troops out and he would wear apparently the shiniest helmet. So in other words... He, he drew the attention of the enemy. And as he, as he did that, his, he inspired confidence in his men because he himself was a competent soldier, apparently. And so when a boss lacks competence in what the business is trying to do or what they're asking their employees to do, that, and, and as I mentioned, competence is just sometimes simply having a knowledge of what's involved. It's really handy when a boss can come alongside a new staff member or a staff member, an employee who's struggling to do what they need to do and say, look, have a look at this, watch what I do and try doing this. And that level of competence that the boss has, it becomes something that wins over. It, it wins the respect of their staff. So competency is where it starts. For a boss to be considered a good boss, they have to be competent. Now, I mentioned before I was going to just briefly talk about the difference between leadership, management, and entrepreneurialism. We've all perhaps seen bosses who are, you know, gung ho. They're they're gunner. They 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 can you know they can speak the petals of floral wallpaper. But when it actually comes to getting things done and seeing 
things through. Maybe they're, they're just not that good. They don't seem to be able to connect the dots very well. A, a good boss will have some degree of leadership, that is the ability to inspire with a vision, the idea of this, you know, come on, this is what we're trying to do. We're not just flipping burgers here. We're actually giving families a bit of a respite. We're giving families a bit of a, a bit of a break. And so when, you know, you're working in a restaurant and you think you're washing dishes or you're just flipping burgers or flipping meat or serving, you know, waiting on customers, a really good leader as a boss will come along and be able to convey to their staff you're not you're not just working for a paycheck here you're not just working you know to to earn some money you're actually working to help people you're here because there are some people some couples that are going to come in and this is their only chance to spend time together where they can talk across a meal table we're actually facilitating in this restaurant this cafe whatever it is the strengthening of marriages. You know, there are going to be some parents that bring their kids in. They're going to take the night out from cooking and they're going to come in here and they're going to be having a bit of respite because we're providing them with an opportunity just to reconnect as a family. And that's that's leadership. Management is then the ability to get it done because it's no good just talking like that and then not actually having the, the right staff in the right place or the right supplies, the the, the raw materials necessary to do what you've got to do, the right equipment to get the job done. These are all the aspects of management. And a good manager is going to make sure that not only have they got the right staff, but they've also got the right equipment for the staff, the right environment for the staff, the right resources for the staff. This is all a part of management. One of the things about a leader is that they kind of have the end in mind, but the manager has the steps in between in mind. And those those steps for a manager become a part of routine and maintenance. And boy, we need good managers. We need, you know, if you've ever felt the frustration of walking into a store that perhaps has something advertised and you want it and you've been waiting for it, there it is. It's in their catalogue, or it was on the on the, the the TV ad last night, or you or you heard it on you know YFM advertising it, and you go into that store, and they haven't got it. That right there tells you that this business is not being managed as well as it could be. So a good manager is going to make sure that they've got all those things necessary to help their their team to shine in place. So a, a, a boss is going to have an element of leadership, an element of management, and entrepreneurialism. Entrepreneurialism is the ability to take risks, the ability to go, okay, this coming weekend, it's a public holiday. That means we're going to have more people in the store because they'll have that day off. And so entrepreneurialism is that, well, hey, let's take a risk. Let's, let's plan this event. Let's get this thing in. Uh, let's get this extra stock in, let's do this special, whatever it is, let's take a risk. And it's that risk-taking entrepreneurialism that every boss needs just to have a, a touch of. Now, some are going to have the weight of their, their you know, them as a boss geared toward being a leader, some are going to be geared toward being a manager, and some are going to be geared toward being an entrepreneur. We We need bosses to have a bit of a mixture of 
all three, because it's then that a business has a chance to grow and to thrive. And ultimately, as we said from the outset, if we can have good bosses in Team Tasmania, all the businesses, the not-for-profits, the organisation, the public service, then we're, we're going to be giving our children the greatest possibility to see them get the kind of job that they want. We're going to see our state prosper. Uh, you know, we talk about some of these downstream problems such as homelessness and some of the, the drug epidemic problems that people talk about. Well, largely those things happen quite possibly because people can't get a job. And, and a job is far more, as I said, than a paycheck. It's dignity. But in order for that to be, even be possible, we need good bosses. I want to come back after the news. And after the news, we're going to continue to count down the five traits of a good boss. We've already introduced number five, competent, and we'll count down four down Thanks, to Andrew. Just a reminder, too, that, uh, yes, this discussion will be uploaded to our website a little bit later today for you to download, and then you can listen anytime you like. You can also listen online anytime. All you have to do is go to wayfm.org.au. News is on the way for you next. Way FM for your Wednesday morning. We're speaking with Dr. Andrew Corbett about the five traits of a good boss. Now, we've heard the first of the fives, competence. Andrew, what's number four? Yes, Dave, competence indeed. And that's why bosses tend to be remunerated more because they're expected to know more, do more, and to be competent. Here's number four. It's chemistry. The art of being a manager or a leader is that you're working with people and if you think through the the biggest problems, the biggest challenges that you'll have in life, they will almost always involve people. And this is where good managers get separated from bad managers and certainly great managers get separated from good managers. It's, It's this ability here to provide the right kind of chemistry. Chemistry is that ability to be able to get along with people, that ability to be able to not only get along with people, but help others to get along as well. You're building chemistry among your team. This is why a good boss is someone who has a much bigger picture than just their job or just the workplace. They recognize that the people that are actually involved in the 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 day-to-day running of the business are actually people. These are people who have all kinds of issues happening in their lives. They have personalities that they bring to the workplace. They, they have all, all these issues that are happening. And a good boss understands that if you put the wrong people together in too close a proximity, they, they can actually create problems. Similarly, you can actually put perhaps a, a quiet person with a more outspoken person or whatever, and strangely enough, you can develop a kind of a synergy where they both make up for each other's lack. And chemistry is one of those really, really vital things. It's it's something that perhaps we we just you know leave it to itself, but a really good manager doesn't. A really good manager knows that he's got to have the right people working with the right people. We see this as one of the major distinctions, say, for a football coach. You know, the boss of a football team, the coach, understands that he's got a developed team, he's got to develop his players, but then there's that chemistry aspect. He's got to build chemistry. That's why they'll they'll do things together 
beyond the football field. They'll they'll have meetings beyond the football field. They'll they'll learn to hear each other's stories beyond the workplace of the football field. And so chemistry, really, really important to develop that. And that's what managers do. Managers learn, this is a chemistry term, they'll learn to build bridges with people. You know, if you're going to be asking people to give of their very best for, you know, seven, seven and a half hours a day or whatever your workday is, you've actually got to got to have a kind of a chemistry relationship with them. They've got to at least respect you, uh, be nice if they like you. But these are chemistry terms. These are the things that have to do with how relationship dynamics work, chemistry. Um, So a good manager is someone who's going to build those bridges with people, help other people to build bridges as well. This is, you know, we're going to see that this is one of those foundational things. We're going to build on this in a moment with a couple of the other things that make for a good boss. So that's number four. Number three, before we come up to our next music break, number three is being consistent and in fact I might add to this being clear and consistent you see a good boss will give clear direction every member of their team knows their role and what's expected of them I mentioned before about the the locker room at uh, halftime when you you just had this small army of people and the the uh, the journalists the journalists the the sports commentators were in there uh, noting that that there was just people scampering everywhere each with a job. Everyone knew their role. And it's not like you know, perhaps a workplace where you can take a little bit extra time for your lunch break or whatever. In a football game at halftime, <laughs> they ain't going to wait for you. That siren blows, you've got to be out on the field and you've got to be ready to go. And so the, the imperative for everyone working together is that chemistry thing. And then to have a very clear understanding of their part the clear understanding of their role in the team and a good boss is going to give clarity and a good boss is going to be consistent now one of the things that separates a good boss from a bad boss is this they're clear and they're consistent to the point that if the boss isn't there today it's okay because everyone gets it everyone knows their role in the team. They know their part to play. That's because the boss is consistent. If he's got you on a project, he's got you on a task, then you understand he's consistent or she's consistent about that. She's been very clear. She's spelled it out. She's shown you how to do it. Presumably you've gone through the training, you know, the the whole thing of observation, do, revise, have another go. That's a that's a basic training model. And a good manager will will get their team up to that level so that they are clear and consistent. So you can see how you kind of need each of these things build on each other. You need a manager who's competent. You you need that, that competence then to be able to foster and develop the chemistry among those that are working together so that you're you're not running down your team members. To other team members, you're actually doing the opposite. You're actually building your team up. You're not threatened by your team. You want to see your team do well. You want to see your team succeed. You know, if you're involved in sales and you're the the sales manager, which 
means you've you've got sales people working for you you want to see them outsell you 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 want to see them do really really well that's a part of the chemistry the environment that you want in that workplace you don't want a toxic workplace where everyone's trying to pull down the other team member that's actually counter to good productivity you don't want that you want the kind of chemistry where everyone feels like everyone is you know on their side that that's good teamwork and then a, a good manager is clear and consistent they they don't need to micromanage because they've been clear they don't need to micromanage because they are consistent the staff the team don't expect the boss to walk in and go what are you doing and suddenly you know what was black yesterday has got to be white today and that kind of thing that makes for poor management it makes for someone who becomes a very difficult boss to work for a good boss is almost if you'll understand what i'm saying here a good boss as exciting as they might be but a good boss is actually boring boring in the sense that they're very predictable they you, you know what they want you know where you stand you you know what they're trying to do you know what they expect of you all these things i guess in one sense are relatively boring but so, but sometimes you know on behalf of all the boring people in the world you actually we actually need people who are like that because these are the people, as we said right from the outset, these are the people that are going to help others to get things done and ultimately be the people that open up jobs and employment for Team Tasmania. And that's what we're about. We want to see as many people, especially our young people, be able to get work. And and also, not just our young people, it's also those who are perhaps perhaps approaching their 40s and 50s who, who may have lost their job and now they've got to start a second career. Well, if we have really good managers who know how to take the gifts and talents and abilities of people and put them together in a team, give them a clear sense of direction, a clear sense of their role, their task, the part they play in their smaller team, then and they're consistent with that, then they're being a good manager. Let's come back after this music break. And just before we do, I, I want to welcome just another sponsor to WayFM. It's great that we're having so many new sponsors come on board. And this is Install Life TV. Install Life TV is a, a TV option. You get a set-top box. And if you're like me, the other night, you know, I was flicking through the channels. I just had a long day. I just wanted something to watch. And there just wasn't anything suitable that I would want my kids to see at least. And if I don't want my kids to see it, chances are I probably shouldn't be watching it either. And so in Store Life TV, I was speaking with the, the manager of that, Jim, and it's just great to see how they're, they're bringing family-friendly TV uh, to this set-top box, and it's pretty remarkable. I think it's only $5 a week or something that'll get you one of their set-top boxes. So um, welcome, in Store Life TV, and we'll be back after this break. This is the weekly Life Matters discussion with Dr. Andrew Corbett right here on Way FM. And of course, this is a tribute to the boss working for the man, Roy Orbison. Way FM. Hey now, you better listen to me, every one of you. We got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. Forget about your women and that water can. Today you're working for the man. For the man. 
FM on your Wednesday morning. It is Dave with you. Also, Dr. Andrew Corbett. We're counting down the five traits of a good boss. We've already heard the first three. Now, Andrew, just remind us of those and take us through the top two. Uh, yes, indeed, Dave. The, it starts with being competent. A boss is somebody who is going to be paid more than their employees, their staff, for a good reason. They actually have to carry a greater load, and that requires that they are, they have a level of competency. A lot of people, I think, probably look at a boss and think, you know, sits in a chair all day, hasn't got a lot to do, bosses people around, hence the term boss, and don't really appreciate that, a, that, a, that being a manager, being a, a leader in business or enterprise, whatever it is, having that entrepreneurial streak to it, it comes at a great cost. In fact, I was talking with with one uh, business owner not that long ago, he, he said, look, you know, the difference between someone perhaps in the public service or something like that that compares their salary or whatever with the with private industry is that in, in my instance, if my business goes belly up, I lose my house. If the public servant loses their job, they just lose their job. And in this in this instance, it shows what, what this business owner was was really saying is, you know, I've put my heart and soul into this business, and if it if it doesn't work, my boats are burnt in the harbour. To use that expression, where you know the the Spanish explorers burnt the the boats in the harbour so that their sailors wouldn't, you know, quit halfway from discovering South America or what what South America had to offer. And, and in one sense, when a businessman starts a business. There's there's something of their heart and soul involved in that, and sometimes we see them when they do become successful, and we see that they're enjoying the fruits of their success, and we think, wow, what a what a cruisy lifestyle, what a cushy lifestyle. They've certainly got a great life. What we haven't seen are the hours of work, the 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 sleepless nights, worrying where you're going to get capital from to keep the business going. The, the anxiety that, you, that you're going through all the time, worrying about how you're going to be able to pay staff and keep people employed. And most, most business, really good business people who are good bosses, they all carry this extra load. So it does require competency. A good boss is someone who is competent, competent in business, in finance, in, in managing people, competent in the 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 field that they're in the arena that they're in they they know what they're talking about it's also a good boss is someone who knows how to develop chemistry chemistry is that ability to get people to work together and it's that ability to be able to 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 build a team and we've seen that a good boss is someone who is consistent well we might say clear and consistent if it was this way yesterday, it's this way today. That you know, black is black, and black will be black tomorrow. And they are consistent. That's one of the reasons that separates a good boss from a bad boss. Because a a good boss then doesn't need to micromanage. the 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 good boss is someone because they're clear, because they're consistent, because they've built that kind of trust and camaraderie among their team. That's the chemistry. And because they've got the respect, they've won the respect of their, their team members, that's the competency, they don't need to micromanage everything. They can put people in their place, give them clear direction, and away they go. And people appreciate that. When you're constantly having someone look over your shoulder and you're being micromanaged and nitpicked, it's it's very 
it's kind of demoralizing really it takes the wind out of your sails people need to be able to put their touch to something and that's a part of i think being human here's the top two let's 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 go number two now it's caring a good boss is someone who actually cares they they will take the time to talk to you about your personal life they they won't necessarily pry but they will take an interest they care about you as a person it's not just that you are there as a an employee who can get a particular job done it's that you're a person who brings everything that you are to the job and that that's you know whatever's going on in your in your relationships in your your health it could be in your mental well-being it could be in your hopes and dreams and aspirations so a good boss is somebody who's going to you can see how this caring aspect builds on these other aspects of chemistry and being clear and consistent because they're going to do things that perhaps the, the team doesn't really appreciate. You know, they might take them out for lunch, might have a might have a Christmas lunch or a, or a, a workplace end of year breakup or, or something like that where those moments become team building moments. They become moments where the boss can show care for those that that work for him or her and or work with him or her I should say and they also do the little things not just these big things not just a matter of remembering when a birthday is you know bringing in a card a a box of chocolates flowers something that simply says because of, of course the gift when you begin to understand how we humans work you understand a gift isn't just the value of that gift the gift is a statement that hey i'm considerate of you i'm thinking of you you know i was considering you and thinking of you that's why i went and bought this gift so the gift is not it's not quite irrelevant it's but it's nearly irrelevant for the power the value of what it's actually saying to someone it says i care so a good boss is going to do that a good boss is going to as much as they can and I, I understand this. I, I, I manage a, a small team of people in the, the different arenas I'm in. And, and, and sometimes, you know, there's so much pressure on. There's so much to be done that you forget to just smell the roses a bit. You forget to do the things like say good morning to someone. Look them in the eye. Ask them how their weekend was. Ask them how they're going. Uh, you begin to miss the, the opportunity just to stop and make eye contact with someone. A good boss will do that. A good boss will will remember that you said, you know, I was taking the kids to the movies. I'm going to take the kids to the movies tonight. And well, the next day the boss is going to go, hey, how was the movie? What, what was the movie like? How did it go? And so a, a good boss is going to show care and consideration so that the, the, the team, the staff members, they actually feel like they're cared for. They feel like the boss understands them and, and has taken the time to understand them. Here's, here's number one. So caring, rem- remembering those things like um, birthdays, um, family names, um, taking the time to listen to people. Those are really, really important. And they're the things that a good boss does. Here's the number one thing that separates a good boss from a bad boss. And this is the thing that separates a great boss from a good boss. And it's character. Character. Good character 
means that th- this person is honest. They're reliable. They are trustworthy. They're able to keep confidences. They're not, here's this word, duplicitous. Duplicitous meaning, you know, they're one thing to someone and there's something else to someone else. They're not like that. They they have character and integrity. That word integrity, we in maths we talk about an integer, which means a whole number. It's not a number and a fraction, a whole number. So they have this kind of character. It means also that they are governed by moral principles in private as well as in public. That means that this person doesn't care if people are watching them or no one's watching them. They have a, they have a set of core values by which they live. And those core values include some of these words we've just used, honest, reliable, trustworthy, able to keep confidences, not duplicitous. And they are humble and they are considerate of others. These are the things that make for character. Whenever I've asked people who've said, I've got a really good boss, I've said, why? And invariably they say, because she's a really good person, or he's a really good bloke. And what they're saying is, they have these traits. They they may not have them all in perfect order, but they have them. This is what makes someone a good boss, when they have good character, when they are caring, when they are clear and consistent, when they not when they understand chemistry and when they themselves have a competency. This is what makes for a good boss, and I hope that there are many bosses listening and, and that they get this as well. Uh, I'll be back next Wednesday, Dave. Well, there you go. Thanks for that, Andrew. We'll have this uploaded on our website a little bit later so you can uh, listen to it at your leisure. You can also catch Dr. Andrew tomorrow night from 8.30 for Finding Truth Matters, and we'll be joined by Andrew in the studio next Wednesday, right here on Way FM.